Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. This is Julaine Smith. And Kyla Alvarez. Yes, yes. Hello, Miss Kyla. Hello. So good to be with you once again yes. as we unpack this whole idea of converging two worlds. The world of making money. And and Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are both here because we want to help you to align your ambition to create wealth with your desire to serve the purposes of God. And specifically in the area of making money in the marketplace as a business owner. We've been talking about this for the last couple of uh, episodes. And um, we're going to continue to unpack this question. Are you ready to become a business owner? Yes. Because we wanted to have some real talk about what it takes to go out there on your own and to make this whole thing called business work. ownership <laughs> work. It's true. And, you know, there's a lot of questions that... Um, you know, a, a lot of people have in this area of what does it mean to start and whatnot, mm -hmm. and particularly mm -hmm. around the area of finance. Yes. And yeah. just yeah. how do you know when you're ready to start mm -hmm. and what kind of capital you need to have and what mm -hmm. does this look like? So, I mean, for some of our listeners who are really wondering and maybe are starting from the beginning, do you yeah. have any advice, Jillian, especially uh, as do. an accountant, yes. someone with such great financial yeah. history, what kind of yeah. advice would you give to someone? One, say say they have really nothing at the at the door um mm, as what, far as as finances? Want, finances and wanting to start a business mm. what what would you say to okay. someone like them yeah. because the truth is majority of america actually only is living paycheck to paycheck i know so I know. so I know. how do we aid these people who live paycheck to paycheck right. to start off on something Right. Start own. a business. So yeah. let me say that, yes, I am an accountant, CPA, and I've also uh, been an angel investor. And uh, so I have seen uh, many uh, entrepreneurs pitch their ideas to investors, potential investors, angels. Um, and I uh, have understood the importance of a good pitch. Um, some are good, some are not so good, but before we get there, um, I want to talk a little bit about what you were saying as far as the financial, uh, requirement. I'll put that word out there, uh, that a new business owner, uh, should meet as they're considering, uh, launching into business. So what I always suggest and recommend to somebody who wants to start a business is that you have from six to 12 months, I'd say ideally 12 months of cash reserves available mm -hmm. to you to live on. Yeah. So don't quit your day job um, if you are uh, wanting to start a business. And that's because that income that you're getting from your day job helps support you during the time that you're in that um, pre-launch launch phase because you're not earning income at that point. Right. Absolutely. And so you need to be able to still live, et cetera. So it's important that you do have some savings or some money that you could look to, to meet your daily needs while you're in the process of creating your business plan, putting your model together as to how you're going to make money, um, and then securing the resources that you need to connect with your potential customers and then start generating revenue. And this is often easier said than done for a lot of people, because the truth is, I feel like you have 
you have two different kind of people who go into business, those mm-hmm. who are practical and those mm-hmm. who are creative, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like it's easy to meet people who have a dream and a vision for something, but have no idea how to get themselves there. And, and even with that comes money management, right? Yes. Like, yes. That was going to be the next thing I would talk things. about. I was going to bring up. <laughs> exactly. It's money management. Because when I say have reserves in place, the, the, inference there is that there has been some period of time where you've managed your money so that you were able to save money. Yes. Right. So if that period of time hasn't happened for you, you won't have reserves available to start your business. It's just not going to happen. If you're consuming or spending all the money that you, that comes into your household uh, out of necessity because you have obligations that you mm-hmm. have to meet and needs that you have to meet, uh, then you're not going to be able to establish a reserve. And so you have to be real with yourself. You have to know where are you? We talked about the fact that timing is everything uh, for uh, making the decision to launch. You know, And if you're not in a financial situation where you can really afford to, to um, not work uh, in in order to make your needs and your obligations met, then stopping work and, and saying, I'm going to start a business that could be a little risky. Right now, does it mean that people haven't done it successfully? No, it doesn't mean that there are always exceptions to everything, right there for every standard you set out there, there's going to be exceptions. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not possible. I'm setting a standard, right? I'm just saying that if you can be in that situation where you have cash reserves, then take advantage of that situation. Absolutely. If you're, if you are not in, in that kind of a situation, um, then you probably are going to, be working during the day and working on your business at night. Yeah. Right. You're going to have to have two jobs. You're going to have your regular job or you're going to go get a job. You could be just like, or a you second know, job for some people. Yeah. You just go get a job. I mean, you're, when I say just go get a job, I'm saying that you're not trying to, you know, um, get a position where you're going to be on a career path with a company. Um, so you're, you're being very, you know, careful and picky about what you're going to do. I'm saying you're just going to get a job so that you know, you have some income because your real job is going to be building your company. Yes. You see what I mean? Which is part of it. So, and that's the thing is you can't get sad in just taking any job because really taking any job is still building your dream. Exactly. Yeah. So you know you're intentional and you're being purposeful. And so, you know, somebody says, well, what are you doing pumping gas? Or what are you doing working at a retail store? I'm, I'm building my company. That's right. You hustling. You, you are hustling. What you got to do. You're doing what you got to do so that you can make sure that when you need the time to work on your company, you have the time to work on your company. Right. Yes. So so those are kind of like when I say be scrappy or bootstrap, that's the kind of that's what it yes. feels like now. OK, now I'm going to talk about my own personal experience for a moment because it's very different than what I just described, because I worked for many, many years and then I stopped working to take care of my son. And then I became a business owner. And all the while I was married with a husband who had a constant income. Yes. So there are situations where you might be a woman and you want to start your own company and God bless you. You have a husband who's going to finance your 
your venture by taking care of you during that period of time, right? Yeah. So again, there are always different scenarios and different situations that you might find yourself in. Just know that there's going to be a period of time when you're going to be um, working on your business, but you won't have the money that you need generated from the company yet. It's going yeah. to be um, money being sewn into the business, not necessarily money coming out of the business. Yeah, right. right. So say, let's fast forward. Say mm-hmm. we do have those reserves, the, okay. the six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting, we've invested, yes. it's cost us some money, right? Okay. You, Cause you have to make a practical investment to get an invest, like a return. So let's right? talk about that. So what are those growing pains supposed to look like? And yeah. when, and, and really when should people, or should people, how do we advise people when they need investors or should they get investors? What does this look like? So um, when you are in the stages of launch or or considering starting a business, there's a few things that you want to do to make sure you don't put the cart before the horse. Okay. You want to make sure that you have a clear understanding of your company's purpose. You need to know what it is that you're going to bring to market for whom Mm-hmm. And how that makes you different from your competition. What is your competitive advantage, right? And these are the um, the foundation stones of every business. Yes. Now, your you, niche. What your, is your niche. You need to know what that is. You need to have a clearly articulated vision statement. You need to know what your mission is, which is how you're going to achieve your vision. It yep. answers the question, what are you going to do for whom, how, and why? Yes. Okay. And people, I would highly suggest if you've never done that before, start with yourself, name mm-hmm. those things, and then identify that as your company. Hello. Group. And if you are G Corp, go to my website, julianesmith.com and create your soul plan because that's what it's all about. It well, anchors you your vision, mission, and values in an understanding of your higher purpose for business. First step. Yes. Right. Game changer. Game changer. So now you've got that work underway. You've analyzed your industry. You know who it is that you're serving. Now you're going to create a cost structure, which is basically the key activities that you know you need to uh, perform for your business on a day-to-day basis. Yep. And what are the resources that you need to perform those activities? When you can answer those two questions, then you know what your costs are. Yes. That you need to cover. And why is that important? Because you asked the question, do I need investment capital? Yes. Well, how are you going to fund your cost? Yes. So when you don't have your own reserves on hand to fund your cost activities, right? One of the ways that you can do the funding is by finding somebody else's money. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Which is great, but Mm -hmm. there's always big buts with that because Mm -hmm. adding more people adds more vision, more input. Oh, yes. And also changes the dynamic of power. Right. So the question is, if I need to raise capital, if I need to fund my business structure for a period of time, my cost structure, my key activities, the things that I need to perform, what are my sources of income for that? What are my sources of capital to do that? And you're right. You can go. Now, this is so funny because I remember uh, talking to uh, Nikolai. Hey, Nikolai, if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Years ago, we were we were unpacking this whole process and, and we came up with this, uh, this way to uh, describe the first people who will give you money mm-hmm. to invest in your business. Uh-huh. They're your friends, families, and fools. Okay. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, so what do I mean? 
When you have a great articulated business vision and you've got a viable product, then and you need money to invest in it, ask your family. Ask your friends. Now, if your family and your friends are are willing to invest in your dream, mm-hmm. right? That is a really good market test of whether or not you have done enough work to fine tune your value proposition and your target market. Yeah. Yes. And because if they're willing to risk on you. Yes. Then probably others would be as well. Okay. Here, here is where I have pushback. Okay. Because as someone who does the work that I do, Mm -hmm. their communities can be very isolated. So like, I mean, inner city communities or racial communities. Mm -hmm. And what if, say, you're inner city Hispanic, Latina, yeah. and yeah. you literally just don't have a family that has any money to give then or you, friends that have okay. any money to then give? Then that's what, what not going to work there? for you, yeah. right? So then you don't have friends, you don't have family, no fools, right? yeah. nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. that you know, right? Yeah. So, and you know that for your business, you have a cost structure, you have a viable product, you have promise. And you need capital. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your other options, right? So then you can start looking at some of the grant programs that may be SBA, um, Small Business Administration might be able to uh, back for you a loan. You can go to your bank and and see whether or not you can get an SBA back loan. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, it's going to require that you have some type of collateral because usually a bank is not going to uh, give you... uh, alone, even with an SBA backing, if you don't have anything uh, from a perspective of collateral to support that you will be able to one day uh, uh, pay that money back. So yeah. what do I mean by collateral? Do you do you own a home with equity in it? Now, I know this is really a risky area because yeah. um, you're now starting about now, we're now starting to talk about uh, putting our personal uh, assets at risk. Totally. But here's the deal. If you don't have um, enough confidence in your ability to succeed in the business, to have some real skin in the game, and yet you're going to ask a bank or someone outside to give you money, then that doesn't present very well, right? You need to have have demonstrated that you've put some assets at risk on your own self before you're thinking a bank or somebody else is going to risk their capital on you, right? And so you do need to be able to present a pretty strong balance sheet, a personal balance sheet to a bank, and that one gives them some um, some comfort, if you will, that that you have capacity to be able to to manage the debt, and then your business model has to be really well crafted, yes. right? And so, but there are SBA backed loans are, uh, that you can go after and seek. There are um, sometimes there are even grants, depending upon what your business idea is, and if you're a minority, if you're a woman, uh, and you're starting a business, there are maybe even some opportunities for you to get grants to help you to start. So these are some other choices. And then once you get to a little bit further along in the uh, uh, proving of your concept process, uh, you can even look for an angel investor. So what is what is an angel investor? An angel investor is somebody who's willing to come really come into the game, give you money really early on, mm-hmm. usually in exchange for common stock. So a, an investor as an angel wants to 
Um, get in early, buy stock in the company. So you give away some of your equity yep. in exchange for the cash that they bring to your business. And usually to get an angel to say yes, you have to really have a strong business uh, proposition in terms of the value. Yes. You need to have support in terms of a strong management team or advisory board, uh, individuals who have the know-how to uh, demonstrate that they can bring your product to market. If you've got some market traction, let's say, for example, you um, did a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo campaign, you've done something maybe in the crowdfunding space where you've demonstrated that your market likes your product. Yes. That's attractive to an angel, right? And so you want to be able to have done that. And if you are able to pitch well, your value proposition, you can get uh, small amounts of capital to help you get to the point where you're able to perhaps bring the product to market. And that is what an angel is there to help you to do, is to get that product into the market. But they typically want to see some evidence that you've gotten some traction in terms of market acceptance of your product or service idea. So... The one question I have with this is where do you find angel investors if you don't run in some of those circles? Yes, a good question. So usually in most communities, you can go online and you can uh, look for uh, organizations that are angel investment or groups. Like Everything is Googleable. Alliance of of Angels. Yeah, you can (laughs) you you can you can go on and look for angels there. There's also a platform called uh, Gusto where you can actually put your uh, business plan on this platform and it's a portal that matches entrepreneurs with investors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you can you can go into that platform gusto.com, you put your business plan in that platform and then angels can come in and they can actually go through wow. and read the different business plans and then if they see a plan that they're interested in then they can contact you. That's so it's great. a way for the networking to happen through the online portal. So that's another option that's available. Um, and then also showing up at events. So it's like becoming a part of the angel community, which you can sometimes find either through social media platforms, LinkedIn, um, also your local colleges, because mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, uh, college and universities will have um uh, you know, economic development, your cities might even have economic development programs That's catered great. towards entrepreneurs. You can go, you know, just introduce yourself, find out what's going on as far as networking opportunities and start showing up um, at these uh, at these locations. Another great way, go to some of the um, incubator spaces, like the co-working spaces that mm-hmm. naturally attract entrepreneurs. Yes. They are great magnets for angels because yes. the angels are looking for the next great deal. So if it's you also just- also a great way to practically grow your business. It certainly is. <laughs> network, like network. Network, network. You know, if you if you go rent a desk space at a, at a WeWork Center yeah. or, or, or one of the um, tech uh, uh, incubator spaces, et cetera, some of them associate 
associated with uh, local colleges and universities. You start showing up there and then you just stumble upon uh, relationships with people who can potentially be investors in your company one day. Right? Absolutely. So, so this is a great way to just um, make yourself known with the whole idea being that maybe one day you're going to pitch and you're going to bring in outside investors and give them a portion of your company for their in for their money. But here's the cautionary uh, note. You said it earlier. Yeah. If you use other Power. people's money and they're an angel or a venture capitalist, they're going to want to have input into your business. Not every business owner should raise capital. That's not I every want you business, to say it again. <laughs> not every business model yeah. lends itself to raising outside capital. Um, so these are the things that you want to be aware of. Do you have a business that would be attractive to an angel or an investor? If your business model is connected solely to your skill, your know-how and your ability, and it's not easily separable from you, yeah, then you are not likely co- going to attract uh, angel and, and VC money because there's too much risk associated with that business model. What happens if... if you're, you're no longer able to, to do yeah. the business, right? The business can't survive past you. So in that particular case, you probably are going to be bootstrapping and you're going to be using your own scrappiness and your own abilities to get financing in order to get your company off the ground. But if you have a product that's, you know, something that is separate from you, that it, it, there's a technology perhaps that's patentable, it's protected that way, um, or a, a service that, that is uh, maybe technology driven, software as a service, a mobile app. These are the kinds of uh, products and services that tend to lend themselves more to using angels or um, uh, uh, venture capitalists to get get financing. That's right. Great. So so those are some of the ideas around that. And the, I think the underlying um, uh, point that I want to make is if you are going to bring in outside investors or you're going to raise money for your company, make sure that you have your business plan well thought through, very well uh, uh, articulated. Right. Um, practice, 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 practice your presentation. Yes. <laughs> practice, practice, and practice some more. Practice on your family. Practice on your friends. Practice on anybody who will listen yeah. until it just rolls off your tongue. And because that is going to demonstrate that you have really thought through what's important. You can clearly articulate your value proposition. And you can also answer the questions regarding the market that you're going to serve. Yes. Right? So there's a lot of research that goes into yes. uh, getting prepared for that. But but it's doable. It is. It is doable. And it and just so, takes energy and time. And that does. And that's how you kind of distinguish whether or not you're called to this. Right. Is, that's right. Is this something I really feel called? To? Right. And, and again, not everybody needs to raise outside capital. Not every business needs to have outside investors. And so if you are not that type of a business, then you are going to bootstrap. You're going to use your own resources. You can do an Indiegogo campaign. You can do a Kickstarter campaign. You can raise money through crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. It's a great way to prove uh, the uh, marketability of your idea and to get some capital going mm-hmm. to help you get launched in your business. So don't ignore those because those platforms um, are available to help you to, to get the money that you need to get started. So that's anyway, so exciting. that's all the money talk we got for today. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Love that money. Money.
Okay. For the kingdom of God, of course. For the kingdom of God. Anyway, (laughs) you've been listening to Loving God and Making Money. And Kyla and I have been talking about making money. (laughs) Yes. We'll see y'all in another week. Yeah. 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 And uh, if you have any questions or you want to connect with me uh, to talk a little bit more about what's going on with your businesses, go check out uh, julianesmith.com and send me an email and uh, I'd be happy to chat with you. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.